2: From KCBS Radio, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Tuesday, April 5th. The mass shooting in Sacramento over the weekend has opened up once again the conversation in California about legislating away gun violence. Is it even possible in a state with the most gun laws already on the books more than any other state in the country? Joining me today is KCBS Radio Insider Phil Matier, And Phil, there are upwards of 24 new pieces of legislation that will be debated in Sacramento in the weeks and months to come. If this state already has the strictest gun laws in the country, what are some of the things they're looking at doing in the attempts to bring down the number of gun violence incidents and ultimately deaths.
0: Uh, we're seeing a rise in gun violence. Uh, you wanna call it gun violence? I call it shootings. Uh, we're seeing a lot of shootings going on around the state. Not just large ones like we're seeing, we saw in Sacramento, and as tragic as they are, if you took out a pen and paper and went through the newspaper and radio accounts of Northern California to the various counties, you'd find that there was, you know, at the same time, there was a shooting of three people In San Francisco, there was a shooting of a man in Santa Rosa. There were three people shot in Oakland all in that same time period. And if you start adding them up, you would see that it's far beyond the uh, ones that we get television and radio and newspaper attention because it's all at once. What we had here is a fight or uh, people decided to empty clips out on a crowd coming out of a club. And that gets the attention, whereas the scattered ones don't. And in some ways, that's how the laws work as well when we have a big incident like this, we have renewed calls to do something. Now, one of the options is enforcement. The other is passing new laws. And that's where a bit of the debate goes, because we say we've got all these laws on the books and it's not working. Why not? That's one question. And the other is, what else can we do? Now, in this particular case, we had another thing going on. And this is not substantive. It was more symbolic. When Texas passed its law allowing private citizens to sue people who have uh, been involved in abortions. If it's too late in the term under Texas law, they can civically sue places like Planned Parenthood or doctors uh, or even the, the mothers. Go after them in civic court as saying that you broke the law. Basically, you're deputizing the population to go do something about that. And uh, Gavin Newsom and the folks in Sacramento said, well, if you do that, maybe we'll do that in California with guns. Mm -hmm. And uh, State Senator uh, Hertzberg came up with the idea, yeah, let's do that with guns, that we would allow people to sue those who are illegally dealing in guns, who are transporting them without the the proper uh, certifications or the background checks. And the shooting happened. And so we've revived that, which was seen as sort of a symbolic gesture and said, let's really do that. Or now it's gotten impotence and it's going to be a key point for debate and such as we go forward, because there's nothing lawmakers like to do than debate, especially on the winning side of it. You'll have the Republicans bow out. The Democrats will dominate the debate. And, you know, and we will, if it passes, Governor Newsom would sign it and then be happy to go to court for it and get more press and attention on the the issue.
2: So that actually, to me, is, I think, one of the interesting factors here that big picture must be factored into the calculus here is, are these laws that can be passed that can be enforced or are these laws that are just setting up a bigger battle in the courts? Because, look— at the at the federal level, what's what a state may pass may not may not pass muster in, in the federal court, correct? So, right. how much of it is theater versus versus a genuine effort to pass a law?
0: Well, okay, I'd say it's about fifty fifty. Hmm. And a lot, like it or not, on a lot of major issues, about fifty percent is theater. You're, and and we have evolved that way. I'm going to tell you that. For example, this it's a sad state. It's not one I'm happy to be talking about. But we have created a business around issues, a political business around them. Uh, when shootings like this happen, there are calls on both sides uh, to do something. And whether it is uh, Mothers Against Gun Violence or the National Rifle Association, they, you're, the Internet is swamped with pitches. We've got to do something. Yeah. Or Sandy Hook, we've got to do something. And along with that comes a request for money. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And these are, you know, supposedly nonprofit groups that pay people well to go out there and advocate for them. And part of that advocacy is raising awareness and raising money. It's not a pretty picture. It's it's one of they say it's necessary. That's how politics is done. OK, but we've created a business and I've covered politics for a number of years. And I've found that in Sacramento, they used to have things called juice bills. Now, a juice bill was something that said, let's do something about the insurance industry uh, versus the trial lawyers. And we'll get both sides riled up and uh, we're going to get a lot of campaign contributions from both sides while we decide the fate of this bill. Or we don't decide the fate of this bill and we just let it keep Going around the hmm. issue going around, we see that with a number of issues, whether it's home building or uh, you know consumer things uh, like that go around and then very very tragically, gun violence has become in effect a juice issue yeah where both sides seem to be making more out of the hay that they create than getting something done. so we have laws, and then what we don't have necessarily is enforcement of those laws it's difficult to enforce gun laws. We have laws in California that say people should who should not have them, we should. We have directed the attorney general to go out and get them. Well, that's a tough job, okay? Right. That's a tough job, and it's very, very difficult, and it's very dangerous, okay? And so a lot of guns aren't being picked up. We say we make it against the law to own a, a ghost gun, but if you're picked up with a ghost gun because we don't want to overcrowd the jails for a number of different reasons, it's if you don't if you just have that illegal gun, you didn't use it in a crime, it's not it's a nonviolent offense. Once that gun goes off and a bullet goes into something, that's violent, but possession of that is nonviolent. So what happens is a lot of people are picked up on gun charges and then let out. And it goes around like that, and we wind up with either Inadequate laws or laws that oftentimes aren't enforced for various reasons. Mm -hmm. And then when something like this happens, everybody just wants to focus in on the latest idea rather than saying, by the way, let's take an accounting of where we are so far and how we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's much easier to propose something new than to get what you have on the books done. And that's across the board on a number of issues.
2: Right. So. A gun law here in California that would be modeled after the Texas abortion law, that would be the one that would get the most national attention and also be subject to the most court challenges, one would assume. But there are additionally 24 more bills that are proposed and are being debated in Sacramento right now. Right. There's another one. There's another one by uh, State Assemblyman Phil
0: Ting out of San Francisco and other lawmakers who say, you know, you know, let's take a page from uh, the tobacco and uh, uh, opioid epidemic. And, uh, you know, we had uh, tobacco and, 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 sue, and the people, sue the
2: manufacturers,
0: sue the manufacturers and you, for guns. The idea is very basically let's put them out of business. Let's make it too prohibitive for them to manufacture guns because they're going to get hit with these big lawsuits. That's, you know, that's that's a a way to do things. That is a way to shut things down. And uh, it's a way to uh, we'll see if that's held legal as well. But you have to go back to the manufacturers.
2: Do gun manufacturers enjoy protection at a federal level again? Yes, they do.
0: And the idea is to challenge that protection and try to get away from it. Now, if you do that, that's okay. That could be an interesting uh, situation, uh, but then you go, what is the hottest selling gun right now? The hottest selling gun right now are ghost guns that aren't manufactured by, you know, Remington or Wessing or Smith. They, they aren't. Mm-hmm. They are uh, manufactured with 3d printers, 3D printers. plastics. plastics yeah. in people's garages, in people's basements, uh, in warehouses. So Guess what? You <laughs> wake up and you find out, oh, we don't even know who the manufacturers are of these. So, and or the manufacturer can say, I sold that gun to uh, Matt at this way, and then he went and modified it. Mm-hmm. Why am I liable for that? You yeah. Know?
2: And then that, what are you going to do next? Go and sue the manufacturer of that three D printer?
0: Or exactly. Or how about this? Slippery slope. You sit there and go, well, you know, we've got cars, we've got car deaths, we've got this. Let's go after the manufacturers of cars. I don't know. okay? but the point is, is that it is we're going to be hearing about this. It's going to be ongoing. It's an interesting concept uh, where people are saying, you know, deputized and no one's shy about getting in front of the cameras for it. And that's what we're going to see the debate on right now.
2: Staying on the ghost guns topic, I was Flabbergasted to see that the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms says 65% of the ghost guns that they confiscated uh, last year came from California. And I don't know if that's, if I should be surprised. I don't know if that has to do with the fact that we have this, uh, we're such a high tech part of the country where a lot of new technologies are adapted, you know, something close to mainstream here before they are in a lot of other parts of the country. What do you make of that number? 65% of ghost guns confiscated by the feds came from California last year.
0: Well, let's take a look at that. Uh, first off, uh, we represent a huge part of the population. That's true. Of America, so, okay, first, so, so that's one reason why we're going to do it. Uh, second reason is, as you said, we are in the sort of technological forefront or, you know, if it's going to, if it's going to start somewhere, it's going to start here. Mm -hmm. Third, we have these other laws that are prohibitive. So Mm. there's an incentive to do it. Yeah. Right. So there's an incentive to do it and like it or not, because this is really where it gets scary. It gets scary for, uh, everybody out there is that we have the market for it. Yeah. We have the demand for it that we are willing to buy it. We have the money and the demand. And that is the scariest thing, because like I said, this circumvents all debates and all laws. And it's going to raise a very, very interesting next phase question. And, you know, it's also interesting, politically speaking, what we choose to debate and what we choose to ignore. If ghost guns are illegal on the face of them, and they have no business being on the street, on the face, just for whatever reason, What do you do when you catch somebody with one? Now, if it is considered a nonviolent and a a low level uh, uh, crime or we're not going to treat it like that, then you're going to get more of them. If you throw the book at somebody that's got a ghost gun, you're going to be accused of overcharging. And there's going to be questions. Are you targeting specific groups? All of that's going to come up and you're going to be putting more people in jail. Now, what do you do if you're a lawmaker on that? Do you even want to talk about it? I don't know. I got a funny feeling that it's better to talk about Smith &
2: Wesson than the people just buying them out of a garage. KCBS Radio Insider Phil Mateer, do appreciate the time as always. Fascinating conversation and great insight. Thank you, sir. Take care. And thank you for listening. New episodes of Bay Current are out every day, and we'd love to be part of your daily routine. You can subscribe to the Bay Current podcast on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about anywhere you listen. And we are on YouTube on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow.